Welcome to the Business of Small Business podcast. I'm your host, Rav. This podcast brings Vancouver-based entrepreneurs together for honest conversations about the things we don't talk about. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Business of Small Business podcast. I'm your host, Rav. And today on our show, we have Ravina O'Broy. She is a baker, entrepreneur, and the visionary behind Just Cakes Bake Shop here in Surrey, British Columbia. Her bakery is adored by the community for crafting some of the finest cakes and pastries. Her dedication to excellence has been recognized with numerous awards, including the Food Network Canada's Big Bake Championship. One of the key messages that Rowena shares through her work is to never give up on chasing your dreams. So let's give a very warm welcome to Ravina. Hello. Hi, thank you so much for having me. What a what an incredible intro. Thank you so much. I know you're, you're it's it's all you because you you're <laughs> multi-talented and very inspiring. So thank you thank for you taking so the time. How's your day been? Um good. I mean, I, I typically take, you know, Mondays off to Monday. So having okay. Monday days off is honestly it brings my heart so much happiness after a crazy weekend. It's uh, been a pretty awesome light and uh productive day. So yeah. Awesome. How's your day going? Um, good. So let's start with, tell us a little bit about your your journey for, you know, on becoming an entrepreneur and what inspired you to start uh, Just mm-hmm. Cakes Bake Shop. Totally. So, um, I mean, I have been around business my entire life. I've been lucky enough to be brought up by, you know, entrepreneur parents that really put a, a big emphasis on open conversations about business and money and investment uh, at a very young age. So um, that I, I feel now that I reflect back on like my journey and everything like that, that had a huge part in terms of like my predisposition for this line of work. But in terms of like baking and caking, very much, you know, a passion and a hobby that kind of was brought up in my life in the sense of, you know, a form of therapy for me. So I, I kind of got picked on at school a little bit. I was a little bit of the isolated, weird kid. Um, and baking is how I kind of like found myself uh, definitely in, in, you know, found my identity and, and my confidence and things like that. So when I was about 16 or so, you know, feeling a little bit insecure and isolated from school, that's kind of when I started watching a lot of Food Network, a lot of things like Cake Boss. And um, my mom has always been a huge, huge like advocate to like for me and my siblings to, you know, work with our hands and like really like learn these kind of life skills and one of those things being cooking or baking. So one day she brought home a cake decorating kit. And then so my sister and I both made a cake and I absolutely fell in love with it that day. My sister, not so much, but that's kind of the day that like it really started it for me. Um, And from that point forward, you know, I just found myself like binging YouTube videos of how to teach myself, how to bake, how to sculpt, how to, you know, make fondant flowers, things like that. So that was kind of the inception of it. And then going forward um, in high school, you know, I started to really like, you know, gain some confidence in that way. And in after high school, I went to UBC and at UBC, I lived in the dorms my first year. And then the dorms don't have a kitchen. They just have like a communal cafeteria and like a little kitchenette and stuff, but no ovens, no nothing. Right. And that's kind of when I really realized the true weight of what the kitchen meant to me. And it was a very difficult year. Um, It was also the year I lost my grandma. And that was kind of like the closing of it all in the sense of like, I need my kitchen to like, that's my thing. That's my space. Mm -hmm. That's my therapy. And 
it really hit home for me that year. So in the following year, following academic year, I actually got an apartment with a friend, super small, tiny apartment, literally five, six feet of kitchen space, so tiny, uh, the smallest oven I've ever seen, but it was an oven and it was in a ki- it was a kitchen nonetheless. And the first day I moved in, I unpacked all my cake decorating supplies. I baked a cake and, you know, I made, I made a cake for my cousin's baby shower and it ended up being awesome. And it took me like seven hours, <laughs> but oh, wow. it was a cake nonetheless. And it just taught me that like, I can do it from this space. And that was kind of the inception of like, okay, I'm going to take on you know, a few orders or like club events and stuff like that um, on the weekends. And so what began as like, you know, a full-time student schedule, I kind of tagged on, you know, the cake business side of things. And I never in a million years thought it could be what it is now. Um, Yeah. So, and and, and over like, you know, the years at UBC and just, you know, being a student and also Mm -hmm. trying to run a business and actually realizing that this could be something was a journey in and of itself. And by my final year at UBC, I was basically running like a full-time business. It was pretty crazy. Um, You know, it allowed me to, you know, pay for gas, my groceries, my tuition, things like that. So it, it, it was really the first taste of like, independence almost in the sense of I I built this and I can continue building it and it kind of just empowered me going forward for sure. Wow that's that's a very inspiring story I mean um, <laughs> realizing that you can pursue your passion for totally, you know totally there's as a when there's a will there's a way right as cliche yeah. as that is yeah and then going forward you know graduating UBC not that age-old question like what are you going to do with your life right <laughs> And oftentimes people that are in that kind of age age range, like of mm-hmm. just finished or like in that stage of life of finishing school and not knowing what you're going to do with your degree or exactly. with your experience and whatever else. And that was definitely like a worry going through my mind in the sense of, you know, do I go for my degree? Do I go for a sustainable professional career? Or do I go for, you know, this creative out of the box thing that, you know, I'm South Asian. People don't yeah that look like me don't go for careers like this. And there is, you know, a whole different complicated, complex um, conversation surrounding that mentality too, that we couldn't get into if you want to. Um, But, you know, just trying to, you know, make the right decision and things like that. And um, I'm a very introverted type A person. And after graduating, I kind of made the leap of leaving everything and, you know, traveling to France and really seeing this through and going to pastry school out in Paris didn't speak the language and just diving headfirst into what could be, right? And I know we kind of talked about this before, but like that it's it's really a mindset thing, right? Like and and approaching what you don't know or pro- approaching the unknown with the sense of positivity versus yeah. fear has really helped in those situations. Just, uh, you know, pursuing that, not knowing where it'll take you, I guess that itself is a big, uh, but then again, I think it comes from the fact that you said you have your, you know, you, your parents inspired you, they have entrepreneurial background, so... I think there's a, a merit to being a little bit delusional about your dreams, right? And just like going kind of circling back to, you know, believing in yourself, like you do need to have this kind of like inflated delusional sense of my dreams are going to make it because Thank I'm going to make sure that they make it, Right. Like, um, I just saw a tweet the other day, like, I've never been disappointed in taking a chance on myself because I know I'm going to, you know, see, do whatever it takes to see it yeah. through or at least give it a, give it a honest effort. And I think there's a lot of weight to that. Right. And sometimes we are our worst, 
our own worst critic. But if mm-hmm. you can learn to be your biggest fan too, that that's kind of like the sweet spot, right? That's that's amazing. When was the first location opened for Just Kate? So I went to Paris in the summer of 2016, spring summer of 2016. Mm-hmm. And then I came back end of that summer. And then a year, almost a year exactly to when I came back, I opened up the doors of our first location. Um, and that was super challenging too. Again, I was 21 at the time, 22 wow. at the time. And no one took me seriously. Everyone thought it was my dad's business. Everyone thought that I would wow. fail in three, four months. I got a lot of a lot of negative feedback, um, especially oh, from yeah. my community. Um, and just like where I was opening up. So that was a whole like kind of different world. I, I, I didn't realize how harsh that it could be like in the real quote unquote real world. Um, and that was my first little taste of that. <laughs> um, but yeah, and it, it was challenging. It was tough. But, you know, I'm so happy that we we saw it through. You know, no bank wanted to give me money. You know, it was I had to fight tooth and nail for my business plan and things like that. And just, yeah, again, people not taking you seriously, right? Or not believing in the vision. And yeah, it, it was a challenge. So like who supported you the most? My parents, for sure. My parents, my my now husband, my, um, you know, he's he's also seen it since day one too. So wow. he's been a huge, huge rock in that. And and my, my immediate family, right? Whereas some of my extended family or relatives just didn't understand. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't also blame anybody for not understanding something that is out of the box or something that hasn't been done before because barriers do need to be broken, right? So, and that's just the natural course of things. So yeah, that, that first year was definitely very, very tough. But you've definitely come a long way and you're like one mm-hmm. of the best in the business now. So I'm sure that <laughs> oh, feels you, really I appreciate great. that. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. And it, it's still a series of ups and downs, right? Like you'll have your highs and you'll have your lows. And yeah. I think this just world of entrepreneurship is glamorized a lot of the time. And, you know, people love the sound of being your own boss, but instead of, you know, a traditional nine to five or an eight to four, it's a 24 seven gig. And people do need to realize that too. Yeah. Um, it's super fulfilling, but it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what, so what is your biggest inspiration to keep going? Yeah, I mean, my why has changed quite a bit over the years, but I think the, the constant idea is I want people that look like me to know that they can do whatever they want. And I think that's, we live, I mean, obviously we are very privileged to live in the country that we live in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there, obviously there's nuances here and everything like that, but to just push forward that idea that yes, you can do what you want to do and you can achieve amazing success with it. I think that's been a huge thing for me in terms of representation in this space as well. You know, I, I, as I mentioned before, I started off, you know, watching Food Network and wishing to be on it and never seeing someone that looked like me on it. And now that's changing. And to be a part of that, it's pretty, pretty special. And now I have the opportunity, you know, to do talks at high schools or elementary schools and talk about mentorship and talk about dreams and talk about creative aspirations and careers to, again, people that look like me and it changes people's lives, right? And just to be a small part of that is pretty huge for me. Oh, that's great. Yeah. 
I think the creative professions are the most difficult ones because people think you're yeah. not going to make money. Uh, you're going to yeah. end up, uh, you know, you will end up, it's not stable enough. It's not secure yeah. enough. Um, you have mm-hmm. to lease support. I mean, sometimes, mm-hmm. and then you, you have to like, you know, you start uh, doubting yourself too. be yeah. like, okay, am I going to make it? So no, you're definitely, yeah, totally. You know, I mean, you still have those moments when, you know, you're in your, you're in your lows and you think like, I would be so much better off if I just work somewhere else, right? That's true. But it's so much more than that. It is, yes. It's a constant battle, that's for sure. That actually, like I would want to ask you, because I know a lot of business owners, you know, they don't, when they start a business, it's not like they're really passionate about it. I think that has to be, that that's plays such a huge role that what do you, what do you want to sure. do? You have to, you know, you have to enjoy it. It has to be, yeah. You, you, because you will end up doing it for a few years. I mean, sure. I think that itself, like that, and that's what keeps you going through the challenges. And I think a lot of people don't ask themselves this question. They're like, oh, maybe yeah. some, you know, if if somebody wants to start a business, maybe they do it for like what's trending or what's in, or yep. just to be financially secured. And there's nothing wrong with wanting those things, right? Mm-hmm. But it's being able to connect to your why again and people hear that and they think it's like some fluffy whatever Mm -hmm. but it's really not like if you're really crystal clear on why you're doing this business or doing Mm -hmm. that in your business and so forth there's going to be things that you love about it and there's going to be things that you absolutely hate about your industry or the way you have to do it but it's also the people that find success if you look at that it's the willingness to do the mundane it's a willingness to do the shit that people don't want to do and that's how you achieve success it's not the trending the the big fancy you know bells and whistles or anything like that it's wanting to do what no one else wants to do to get there or at least willing to do what no one else wants to do true can you uh, give an example of like something that you don't enjoy about doing oh for sure oh my god in terms of like i hate baking like i absolutely hate the process of baking cake i love decorating i love playing with flavor i love combining things but i hate act the physical (laughs) baking okay yeah yeah so like i like for in terms of like baking a cake kind of thing um like I'll scale it out. I'll play with the ingredients. I'll infuse whatever. Mm-hmm. But the actual, like just the physical thing of actually making the batter and putting yeah. it in the oven and taking it out and waiting for it to cool down and then decorating. Right. That's... So in my business now, I've passed that part off to somebody else Perfect. so I can decorate. <laughs> like once I'm in the decorating part, I can be there for 16, 20 hours and okay. I'm so happy. But wow. if I know I have to make like 10 cakes, I have to bake, physically bake the sponges, I will procrastinate forever. And what about the, um, so you, how do you balance other parts of the business? Like, you know, taking care of the finances, the oh, man. It's been It's been a challenge. I, I As I mentioned, I'm a very type A person. Mm-hmm. I like micromanaging everything. And I've really had to sit with myself and my ego on that part of thing in the sense of letting go and letting people help me because that's the mm-hmm. only way you're going to be able to grow. In the beginning, it was I was literally doing everything. So mm-hmm. like running around, doing emails, making phone calls, customer service, admin, finances, ingredient runs, packaging runs, buying, oh everything. 
And it just was not sustainable. And I burnt out really quickly. I started to despise what I was doing. I wasn't finding joy in it anymore. And then I made a really intentional effort to find balance. And for me, again, being a very type A person, scheduling out my days, right? Like Tuesday is my ingredient day and my whatever day. Wednesday is this day and that day, you know, things like that. And just really like blocking it in the sense to build in balance and mm-hmm. also delegating, right? Yeah. So I'm but as a small business owner, in the beginning, you are going to be doing everything, right? Until you're able to hire or you're able to kind of pass off things. But yeah, it's definitely a challenge to find that balance, the working challenge for sure. Now that you're you have a team of people working, how do you yeah. balance your personal life with your Yeah. So I have non-negotiables. So Sundays and Mondays are my days off. They're my non-negotiable days off. And everyone in the company knows that. So we, it's like almost like a collective effort to make sure I don't have to do anything Mm. on Sundays and Mondays. And then beyond that, you know, also putting time limits on myself, like in the week, like, okay, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I need to be done at six. I need to be home by seven. And then, Mm. you know, making a priority for, you know, my personal life. When it's like busy season, I kind of have a little bit of leniency with myself on that. But I try to very, very, like with a constant effort to just have that balance or work in that balance, right? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a must, I guess, because otherwise... You yeah, just- for sure. For sure. Otherwise, you you can... Your to-do list as an entrepreneur is always going to be a mile long. There's always something to do. And you need to kind of take that pressure off of yourself in the sense of being okay with not getting it all done in one day, right? Or prioritizing and, and things like that and then delegating too. So what do you believe sets you apart from others in your industry? Yeah, I mean, this conversation has come up quite a bit because there has been like a surge of like trending bake shops and, and cakeries and bakeries and everything, which is amazing because it legitimizes the industry, right? Which is mm-hmm. so good for business. And, you know, but what I think makes me unique is kind of like, it's almost a little bit about my story in the sense of like, the message is just so much bigger than another bakery, right? Mm-hmm. And I do stand by that. And also just like the constant like value of innovation is very much embedded into like the the framework of what Just Cakes is. There's always something new. There's always openness. And, and I think that's what sets us apart. And also just in the way we market too. And, you know, I've taken, I've taken ownership of our marketing. You know, we've tried ha- outsourcing our marketing before and things like that. But there's just a different kind of unique and genuine connection that we're receiving right now with handling marketing internally. And that's been really, really like amazing to see and just fulfilling to see too, because you feel like you're actually making an impact. And isn't that the whole point of marketing, right? Like to leave a lasting impression. So I think that's one thing that we do really well and that sticks out and people don't feel like, you know, it's this big brand that is associated with X, Y, and Z, but Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, you're sure we're growing and scaling and expanding, but we're still here. We're still a part of the community and we, we plan to be a part of the community for years and years to come. And it's that like level of comfort and the genuineness that I think we do a really good job at because we are being genuine, right? So yeah. What would you advise someone Mm -hmm. who is just starting out their own small business? 
what would be your advice to them? Sure. So I, I guess it's twofold. I think the first part, because I'm a, I'm a fluffy person and I love my law of attraction talks and things like that. I think the mm-hmm. one thing is mentality, right? Is really, really work on yourself. Business development is self-development at the end of the day. And the better business leader you become, the better person you'll become, right? So mm-hmm. it's almost working on your mentality and, and detaching yourself from the ego of what whatever you're doing. Like... I think that was huge for me in the sense of uh, when I started this, I I took everything so personally. I every little feedback I got, you know, if someone didn't like something, or whatever, I, I took it super super personally. But the ability to detach yourself from that, from your ego, and look at your business in an objective way in in terms of like the bigger picture, I think that's that was huge for me. So that that would be a huge like mentality piece for me in the sense of, you know, if you're starting off a new business is just really, really, really working on yourself in that in that front and knowing that it's going to take a lot of grit and a lot of effort. On the logistical side of things, like really take the time to understand your industry in terms of marketing, in terms of demographic, in terms of all of that, right? There's so many incredible tools out now that can help you with that. AI, like I'm very very intrigued with AI yeah. technology right now. And it's just mm-hmm. how it can help a business is just insane. Um, but yeah, just really, really taking the time to understand your market, understand all of that, mm-hmm. write up a proper business plan that wow. is going to be the blueprint, right? Spending that time. Oftentimes, you know, as entrepreneurs, we're very, we are risk takers, right? And naturally, mm-hmm. if you're inclined to do business, you're probably inclined to take a few risks. So we like to jump the gun. We like to just go for it. Um, but really spending the time to understand your your market, your industry, what you're going to be doing, laying out goals is, is really key, right? And that includes financials. Yeah. So those would be kind of the twofold. Thanks for sharing that. I'm, I'm sure because yeah, yeah I think a lot of people, we just tend to jump into it without doing yeah. the research without doing market research, just having an idea is not enough. For sure. And it just provides a plan and just a little bit of clarity, right? And it's something to measure by. I think that's huge too. You know, like whether it's, are you on track to your goals? Do your goals need to change? Are your goals too big? Are your goals too small? Like those things to have a starting point, I think is pretty huge. No, that's great. Yeah. And that's the best thing. Like what with, with being a small business owner, you can do those, make those changes. You can pivot, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. um, your community is always generous enough to give you, you know, the right feedback and you take that and right. uh, work on that. I think that's, that's the best part of, of being a small business. Totally. Owner. So is there anything you wish you had done differently starting uh, at the onset of your business? I mean, yes and no. No in the sense that I'm really happy with mm-hmm. how things have panned out because the journey itself has like taught me so many lessons. I've made so many mistakes, taught me mm-hmm. so many lessons along the way and I'm still learning, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of, yes, I, I wish I planned a little bit better on a couple of things, you know, a lot and a large part of it is surrounding financials and just understanding that pricing things out properly or cash flowing things properly. I think that's huge. And I wish I spent a little bit more time focusing on that in the beginning, just because I know it would have set me up, you know, for success now. Um, And yeah, I just kind of wish I asked for more in the beginning and asking and just having the confidence to ask. I think we kind of get in our heads like, oh, we're going to sound stupid or we just have this kind of constant fear 
that, you know, people are going to think we're inferior for asking, but that's not it at all. You, I mean, the worst will be like, no, I guess, but at least you, yeah, you should have. Yeah, exactly. What's yeah. the worst thing that can happen, right? When you ask. Yeah. Did you have a mentor when you started out? In the beginning, I actually didn't have any business mentors other than, you know, like my dad mm-hmm. um, or whatever else, just leaning him on him. But like, yeah, I did my business plan myself and everything. I did everything myself. But in the, in my second year of business is when I really started to feel kind of you know, the need for it. And I wish I did ask for more help before, you know, from a mentor and things like that. And in 2018 is when, you know, I got my first business coach and I still have that same coach. And that really changed the game for me in the sense of the mentality piece in terms of like, you know, how to be a leader and things like that. And, but also in the kind of more logistic part of things um, in business, right? Like sales and profit and marketing and things like that. And just really relying on, you know, my network in terms of, okay, what, who can I learn from and who has done this before in a way that I admire that I can learn from and, and take from, right? Or take pointers from or ideas from. So yeah, I think mentorship is huge, 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 huge. I think it's like a fundamental for humans, yeah. right? Yeah. We learn by watching others do it. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think that's as huge to lean into. Yeah. I think otherwise you just end up making mistakes and learning by mistakes. I mean, mistakes. it's good. Yeah. Learn from other people's mistakes too, right? Yeah. It's, it's good to have totally. somebody who can, you know, guide you so that you can just focus on your growth and doing yep. it the right way. Uh, no, I think totally. that's great. And what, what about your network? Like, do you uh, network with other businesses? Yeah. Actually, can you tell us a little bit about uh, BizPod as well? Like your yeah, for sure. That? So, um, I mean, the first question about networking, like, yeah, always constantly networking, right? New businesses coming up or businesses in your industry that you know you can help or you can lean on for guidance and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, I think that's super important. I'm kind of. Uh, in terms of like the wedding cake side of my business. So I'm very involved in like the South Asian wedding industry, right? Like okay. making connections in that and how can we help each other out or how like just having those relationships is huge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then in terms of just like in the, in the broader kind of business scheme, um, business like landscape, I think just networking is so important because you never know what one connection is going to bring you, right? Whether that may be a customer, but also it could just be, incredible guidance or advice, right? That's going to take you to that next level. Like I can, uh, if I think, you know, go back and like reflect so many times I've, you know, made a connection at, you know, some kind of event and uh, it may have not been like a, a big grand connection at the time, but it always seems to pan into something else as long as you're open to it. So that's been huge too for, you know, some of our largest contracts or largest orders to date has been, through networking. Yeah. And I think that's just a part of marketing too, right? Um, And what we try to do at BizPod. So I do uh, run a company called BizPod with a couple of my awesome friends, Harv and Vishal. And uh, it's basically accountability and mentorship. So each one of us um, runs or, or facilitates a pod of about three to four business owners in the sense that they're able to network amongst themselves. They're also able to help each other in their business issues. Um, and also just that broader network within the whole community of BizPod that is now within this whole community of business owners, right? Yeah. So it's like this really cool like ecosystem that we're trying to build here mm-hmm. in the sense of just like guidance and accountability in business, but also networking. 
I think that comes with the part that you're giving back to the community too. Totally. Yeah. And that's a huge, so like anyone can join in uh, if a business wants to get become a part of it. Yeah. Any small business, we do kind of do intakes uh, twice a year. We try to do um, because we do cap it at five people per pod uh, just because it is a lot of one-on-one time and it is a lot of effort and just pooling together. Um, So yeah, we do limit that because we want to make it valuable for the person, the business owner too, right? Uh, We've been, we've all been a part of accountability groups where there's like a hundred people. So you don't really get any value from there, right? So this allows actual face-to-face connection and actual accountability that makes a difference, right? So yeah. yeah, So if you are a business owner, I think we have two spots open right now. Yeah. You can, you know, follow us on Instagram and, and yeah, shoot in uh, shoot us an email or application. So we're coming towards the end. Um, and of course uh, we want to know what is your favorite flavor cakes? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I love anything cheese. I love anything cheesecake. Um, I will eat cheesecake every single day. It's so freaking good. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, cheesecake. I, I, I'm I more of like a berry person versus like a chocolate person. So yeah, so that would be like my favorite, favorite thing. And what's one thing you wish people knew about being a small business owner? I wish... That's a good question. Um, I wish people really gave credit to how much work it is. Um, I think it gets glamorized a lot. And I think that there's merit and so much attraction to, yes, being your own boss, making your own hours and things like that. But it is it requires a different kind of mental toughness that I don't think a lot of entrepreneurs get credit for. So if you know somebody that runs a small business, you know, give them kudos, give them that support that they really need because that can be the difference of them you know, really feeling down on themselves or taking that next step. Right. So that support I think is just so necessary. And, um, and yeah, so, uh, give credit to to your small business friends. It's not easy. Yeah. It's, it definitely is a lot glamorized and people think, Oh, you're like minting money. No, it's not that (laughs) it is like you get, you're the last person to pay yourself. So yeah, exactly. And sometimes not even that. So not even that exactly there's there's been months as of recent right just like yeah. with you wanting to invest back into the company that like mm-hmm. you don't take a salary you don't take a paycheck and yeah. you kind of have to suck it up sometimes and that's reality right it's not all sunshine and rainbows so yeah i think it's just the yeah. passion that once you're in it and then you see the response and you see the fulfillment yeah. that just keeps yeah. you going and you're like 100 no. percent yeah. It's yeah. hard to work for somebody else, I guess, after once it's you start. Very <laughs> difficult. I've never had a boss before. So uh, I cannot. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, you, you are you're meant to do this. Uh, we need your inspiration. Yes. So what what's next for Just Cakes? Yeah. So, I mean, we have our second location now and mm-hmm. we started doing vending machines as well with uh, our products, um, namely our product cake in a jar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we so we really want to expand that side of our business. And right now, my third facility is in construction right now. 
um, in terms of uh, our production facility in which we're going to really focus on distribution. So we have some really, really exciting news coming up and pairing up with, you know, some really big coffee giants in BC, Alberta and Toronto. Uh, so that is really exciting for us. And, you know, I never thought we, we'd be in this position. So it's pretty cool to see kind of, you know, a business more from my mom's kitchen to, you know, across Canada. So that's pretty awesome. And, and yeah, just excited to keep going. That's great. And we look forward, yeah. looking forward to that for sure. And more food network, hopefully. Yes. <laughs> yeah. For sure. So last question, yeah. what's just one advice or encouragement you have for our listeners who are aspiring yeah. um, to just follow their dreams, uh, right. be it anything? For sure. Um, I would say really get clear with yourself. Like why? Why do you want to do this? What is your purpose? Really sit with yourself, get into your feels, really understand yourself why, why you want to do this, right? And then, you know, just want, it's again, that cliche saying of 1% every single day, you don't need to have all the answers. You yeah. just need to have your idea and enough momentum to execute and just start executing. And that will help build and build and build. You don't need to have it perfectly laid out, right? You just yeah. need step number one, Take your step number one and step number two, three, four is going to come. So give it a shot. You owe that much to yourself and your own fulfillment and and you got this. Yeah. I think the worst thing that can happen is you fail, but then, yeah. Yeah. You learn it's the from worst that. thing that yeah. can happen. That's fine. Exactly. It's, Get comfortable yeah. with failure, right? Failures, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank awesome. you so much, Ravina. It was a pleasure to have you on our show. You are a very warm person. Um, I, when I met you for the first time, like it didn't feel like you were, you know, again, yeah, you were the most humble, uh, you know, with all the success you've had. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. And I know you're reachable, like people can come up to you and ask for guidance and ask for help and, and the stuff that you're doing with BizPod. I think that's amazing too. Thank you so much. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I wish you all the best with your show. I'm sure it's going to pop off. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you.